The Jerusalem that is above is free. Galatians chapter 4 Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey. Canaan Bound Podcast features devotional segments by pastors serving in the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, the Wells, along with church history, mission news, and music by various Christian artists who support our teaching. I'm Tom Barthel, serving as pastor at Christ Lutheran, a Wells congregation in Baxter, Minnesota. This is episode number 65. We begin with Freedom in Christ by Pastor Mark Falk. Galatians 4, 26-27 The Jerusalem above But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Be glad, O barren woman, who bears no children. Break forth and cry aloud, you who have no labor pains, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. NIV 1984 These verses teach me as a pastor that I need to continue studying Scripture and that the principle of Scripture interpreting Scripture is central to that study. Even as a man who has studied the Bible in English as well as Hebrew and Greek, beginning at the age of four in the kindergarten at Zion Lutheran School in Morrison, Wisconsin, uh, for some uh, 60 years now I find Uh, new things, things that open up under the tutelage of the Holy Spirit. These verses hold one of these insight. I have loved Isaiah 53 for a long time, beginning actually in chapters 52. The evangelist of the Old Testament takes us to the foot of the cross, and he does it with absolute clarity some 700 years before Christ was nailed to that cursed tree. What a book the Bible is. How clear is the reality of prophecy to ears that hear and eyes that see. Now, in studying Galatians perhaps a bit more deeply than before, I follow the footnote in my Bible to the next chapter. The quote above comes from Isaiah 54. Without Paul and the Holy Spirit, I would never have guessed that this prophecy is fulfilled among Christians in, uh, in, in the life of believers. I might have applied it to Jerusalem, but not to the Jerusalem that is above. It is clear from Paul a Jew, that the promises in Isaiah 54 are fulfilled not among the Jews who still deny their Savior, not in the earthly Jerusalem. No, they are fulfilled in Jew and Gentile alike, who no longer live under the heavy hand of the law given at Sinai. They are fulfilled in believers. Some of these believers, many actually, have changed their place of reverence from this residence, from this valley, a veil of tears, to heaven. They are the church in heaven. This Jerusalem, the Jerusalem that preaches complete freedom from the threat of all law, even God's holy law, this city is our quote-unquote mother. Paul is a Jew. He writes to Gentiles, non-Jews. Jewish believers and Gentile believers share this same mother. This takes us back to the thought that we are not natural-born children, but children born by the Spirit. Many of us have experienced the miracle of this birth as infants in our mother's arms at the baptismal font. For me, that was at Zion Lutheran Church in Morrison, Wisconsin. I do not remember that moment. God does. I also do not remember one moment where I was not a child of God. 
by his grace. Now, if Paul has led us to understand who the true Jerusalem is, believers who share the same Messiah as the Jews, Abraham, David, Moses, and every other true Christian in the Old Testament, then we may also see that the words of Isaiah have the same view of Hagar and Sarah that Paul supplies. For such a long time, Sarah was barren. Hagar, by the sinful machinations of Sarah and Abram, had a child. But then the child of promise was born, Isaac, in Hebrew, Yitzchak, laughter. How Abraham and Sarah laughed in joy in their old age. What a name Isaac is. How much more can believers laugh to be inhabitants and sojourners on earth, but really inhabitants of the heavenly Jerusalem. That is our home, even as we sojourn and journey here. The following song is by Spark and Echo. As Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, he was mournful for the city that had mostly rejected their God. God uses a vivid illustration to eliminate his sadness and frustration with the people he loves. This response is set to music in the song, Inheritance. You can find more at sparkandecho.org slash inheritance.
shape of your harvest. They are the shape of your harvest. They are the shape of your harvest. Because of the Lord's angry mouth. Next is God's Word for You, shared by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You, Job 20, verses 1 to 11, now reading Zophar. Then Zophar the Naamathite replied, My my troubled thoughts prompt me to answer because I am greatly disturbed. I hear a rebuke that dishonors me, and my understanding inspires me to reply. Job's third friend, Zophar, has a cruel tongue. He doesn't say much of anything that the others haven't already said, but he adds a spiteful edge. Here Zophar is upset, and he says that Job has insulted them all, but Job has only spoken the truth. An excellent lesson for us here is that even when it comes to pointing out a sin, speaking the truth is the loving thing to do, even when the guilty party becomes upset. Read what Paul says about that in Ephesians 4.15. Let's continue with Zophar, though. Verse 4. Surely you know how it has been from of old, ever since mankind was placed on the earth. Now this verse shows us another regular feature of of our new NIV translation. The former NIV said ever since man was placed on the earth in the second phrase, and the new one says ever since mankind was placed on the earth. The Hebrew word Adam seldom refers to a male as distinct from a female outside of Genesis 2. Uh, the account of Adam being created before the woman. And even there, the article the makes a distinction. When, when the Greek or Hebrew word for person doesn't necessarily refer to males, the NIV will now often, not always, opt for a term like mankind or human beings. I should point out that the pronouns that refer to God are never once anything but the masculine he or him in the new NIV. It's especially important that passages about salvation or that refer to Christians in general sometimes use what we call inclusive language, like, oh, as in 3 John 5, brothers and sisters, where the neutral Greek word adelphos, humans, is used for believers. These changes don't affect the doctrine of God's word at all, but they could present the gospel more clearly, where older English translations muddied the meaning just a little bit. Verses 5 and 6. That the mirth of the wicked is brief, the joy of the godless lasts but a moment. Though the pride of the godless person reaches to the heavens and his head touches the clouds. I'm going to pause there just to mention that verse 6 has another kind of change where a phrase has been made more clear. The first phrase of the verse says, though his pride reaches to the heavens, although it's not clear from the translation who his refers to, here the godless person is brought into the context from verse 5 which is correct, but it was not as clear as in the, in, the, in the older 1984 NIV. Let's finish. Verse, verse 7 to 11. He will perish forever like his own dung. Those who have seen him will say, where is he? Like a dream he flies away, no more to be found, banished like a vision of the night. The eye that saw him will not see him again. His place will look on him no more. His children must make amends to the poor. His own hands must give back his wealth. The youthful vigor that fills his bones will lie with him in the dust. With his usual cruelty, Zophar makes Job think about the role of children after the death of a parent. 
They're the ones to pay the bills and settle the debts and take care of the estate. But Job's children are gone. There will be no one for Job so far as trying to get Job to repent. But as we have seen, there isn't a certain sin for Job to confess that brought all this trouble down in his head. There isn't always. Although we are all sinful, we do all need a Savior from sin, and we have that Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's Word for you. A Share in the Inheritance We read from Genesis 21, verses 8 to 13. The child grew and was weaned. And on the day Isaac was weaned, Abraham held a great feast. But Sarah saw that the son whom Hagar the Egyptian had borne to Abraham was mocking. And she said to Abraham, Get rid of that slave woman and her son, for that woman's son will never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. The matter distressed Abraham greatly, because it concerned his son. But God said to him, Do not be so distressed about the boy and your slave woman. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you, because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. I will make the son of a slave woman into a nation also, because she, he is your offspring. Can you picture the older brother? He's a teenager and he's not so kind to his three to four year old brother. In fact, the two are always fighting. Fighting perhaps for dad's attention. Fighting for the place of importance in the family. The older brother feels maybe insecure, jealous of the younger child. Family arguments and quarrels have always been there. Here we find a case of sibling strife and parental anguish in Abraham's family. Ishmael, now about 17 years old, is not getting along so much with his brother, He's 14 years older than Isaac, and as the older brother, he's made it a habit to put down Isaac. This mocking was so upsetting that it causes Sarah great alarm. The Apostle Paul refers to it as Isaac persecuting his younger brother. So Sarah decides to petition to her husband to fix it, and to fix it once and for all. Sarah isn't very tolerant here. She had treated Hagar so badly in the past that Hagar fled once from Sarah, Now she wants to dismiss Hagar and Ishmael completely. But notice this time, it is in line with God's will. Listen to Sarah, God tells Abraham. You see, Sarah gets it. This is more than family strife. This is one who mocks and threatens the child born of the promise. Sarah knows there will be more strife between those who love God and trust God and those who do not than just family strife. Ishmael evidently did not love the Lord, love the promise. Abraham no doubt had deep affection for the firstborn Ishmael, but he had to learn that it was the son of the promise who would carry on the promise. What promise? That all nations would be blessed through Abraham's offspring. Ishmael was not heir to that promise. Ishmael was born through Hagar and by human design. Isaac, however, was purely the result of a miraculous promise. God wanted Abraham to remember that it was not by blood or family line so much as by his promise that his offspring and all people would be blessed. 
And if Ishmael wasn't going to get a lawn and treasure the promise, he had to go. It was hard for Abraham. He was greatly distressed by it all. He had a heart for Ishmael, despite Ishmael's arrogant, ill behavior toward his brother. In many ways, this separation reflects what separation takes place in all places and is evident in Christendom homes today. In Christian homes today, what do you do when your child is 17 or 18 years old and is speaking against the promise of the Lord? What do you do when the strong unbeliever begins to oppress the innocent and weak? Ishmael was no young, helpless boy at this time. He was about to turn into an adult, but still acted like a boy and opposed the child of the promise. God didn't want this to be hard for Abraham either. He's merciful to Ishmael. Despite Ishmael's mocking and persecution of Isaac, God would still bless Ishmael for Abraham's sake. God is still merciful to the unbelieving world of people today. Those who mocked Mary's son, the son of the promise, who fulfilled all promises to Abraham, they are still able to live and prosper in this world. They in mercy are even able to receive blessing, great blessing in this life. The Son of God, Jesus, still desires that they be blessed through his sacrificial death on a cross and receive far more than just worldly, earthly blessings. In the end, it will be only those who through faith in the promise will remain children of Abraham and will receive in the same inheritance. The writer to the Hebrews reminds us of this fact. In Hebrews 11 we read, It is through Isaac your offspring will be reckoned, as he echoes these words, reminding us it's by faith that we are with Abraham, with Isaac, with Jacob, heirs of the promise. And this section of scripture has deep meaning for all believers when we consider that Paul makes a connection between all who are children of God through the promise, that is by faith, and that we are at odds with all who are not. He says in Galatians chapter 4, Now you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of the promise. At that time the son born in the ordinary way persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. It is the same now. But what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. Through faith you have been born again, a child of the promise, a child of God. Through faith you are also a child of the promise with Isaac, and you are under your heavenly Father's eternal protection and care. Beautiful Feet is a song shared by Joshua Bushkoff, a member of a Wells congregation in New London, Wisconsin. It's thankless work to be the body's feet, holy and lame, for that's how it feels. But you know, Christ is no cripple. He turns dirges to dances, so kick up your heels and go deliver word that he delivers hearts to build his body up. He needs the humble parts. You are a beautiful feat. Real.
been listening to Canaan Bomb Podcast, episode number 65. This podcast episode was first shared in April of 2014. Visit com to find more information as well as how you can support the artists featured on this podcast. We'd like to thank Joshua Bushkoff for sharing his song as well as Spark and Echo Band for sharing their music. God's blessings this Easter season. We encourage you to find a Wells Ministry location nearest you. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us.